BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following is a presentation of the College Athletes Network. When you get out there and you get to play against those guys, then after, you know, the things that they've said and things like that, you know, you, you, you want to kill them. You know what I'm saying? You want to you go out and, you know, blow them out and, you know, kind of show them, like, yeah, eat your words. Like, you know, what, what you said, you thought, but it's not, you know, it's not a fact. You sound like you got some, some hate in your heart towards somebody. You want to... <laughs> <laughs> You want you want to you want to address something? <laughs> uh, nah. Um. Welcome into the Gimme Timmy podcast. I'm Drew Timmy, and I'm Noah Bono. This is episode nine of the podcast here on iHeartRadio and the College Athletes Network. As always, thank you everybody for your continued support. We really love and appreciate it. And please make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any new episodes and the new heat we're going to be bringing in this new year. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Gimme Timmy Pod. That's a fantastic plug, Drew. You're getting really good at this again. Thanks to everyone listening and supporting. We do have another juicy episode in store for you listeners today as we're going to be joined by another one of Drew's former Gonzaga teammates, the fifth overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft, Jalen Suggs. He's going to be joining us here in just a bit. Uh, But before we dive into today's show, first and foremost, we want to wish everyone a happy new year. Hope everyone enjoyed the holiday season. And also, we just want to send our prayers and our thoughts to DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. Show our support for DeMar, his family, his friends, his teammates, uh, and just pray that he's able to keep fighting and pull through this scary stuff. And, uh, you know, the sports world is with DeMar, is with the Bills uh, and his family especially. So the Gimme Timmy Pot crew is is praying for him for sure. All right. Now, 
as for today's episode, Drew, I want you know right away. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right down and nitty gritty. Thirty-five, ten, and five is disgusting, man. So just just talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to the <laughs> listeners. What the what the fuck, man? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I was surprised just at Pepperdine playing one on one. A nice a nice surprise. A nice surprise. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I haven't experience that much in my college career but i don't think i'd really advise that to anybody else but uh i mean no it was it's nice when uh your teammates are getting you the ball in spots where you like it and then also i don't have to worry about uh other people like like coming down when i go for a spin move or like right when i get past that initial dig guard up top i can just get straight to my move and not have to worry about it and then also just getting straight to it and not having to pump fake where they don't have big men like you know like alabama or, or like P- purdue and zach ed like i can just get straight to my stuff so i mean it was just and i was i was feeling it too i mean right it was just it's just one of those days man but 10 boards too 10 boards we talked about that we've been talking about that and i've been putting yep. extra effort in just for you yeah i love it i appreciate that you also smacked a three-pointer too which i fucking loved oh one for two, fifty percent in the game from the three line. You were fifteen of nineteen. You only missed four shots. Shot seventy eight percent from the field. And yeah, what a game plan, man! Don't double team Drew Timmy. Let's play one on one. Like, I, okay, um, Mark Few, the uh, coach, Coach Mark Few had a couple cool comments on you on your stretch of past games with your scoring. You, you know, you're coming off thirty five, eighteen, thirty two, twenty nine, twenty six, twenty two, twenty nine. Um, and Mark Few said, "quote What it really takes is incredible." mental toughness man night in and night out to deliver like this just off the charts mental toughness um so yeah to be acknowledged by you know coach few (laughs) obviously he's your coach and he's gonna go to bat for you and stuff but like even him witnessing what you're doing out there man like shit special shit special man i know you're humble but that shit's special bro yeah man love getting compliments from the boss man feels good (laughs) and i always love to just you know please him and just like make him feel good because it makes the rest of us <laughs> in yeah. a better mood yeah, facts. but yeah man um it's kind of just what's what's been needed from me these past couple games especially we've had had some struggles offensively and just kind of some like just stagnantness i guess is the right word i'm not sure on that one i think but it's stagnation but we'll maybe stagnant need, yeah. yeah whatever we, we you know everyone knows what we're talking about yeah. so uh <laughs> you know like I just kind of had to been like, screw it. I'm gonna go get mine and just make sure that like whatever happens, like I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a player score or something. And and, and like I've just been feeling good. I guess like the ball's going in, the hoop feels like the ocean. Um, you know, honestly, I feel like pretty much any bullshit I throw in is gonna go in at the moment. So hopefully that doesn't end anytime soon because uh, the come down's never fun from uh experience and yeah. something like that. No, you you got a good thing going. Uh, something I want to leave listeners with before we go to our first break and bring in uh, Jalen Suggs. And you don't have to comment on this because I know, you know, again, you're humble and and you're not really paying attention to this. So I'm going to speak to the listeners when I point this out, not you. Uh, Drew moved into fourth on the all-time Gonzaga scoring list. He's at 1,861. Frank Burgess is the all-time leader at 2,196. So I just want to throw some numbers out there. Um, Drew is 336 points away from being the all-time leader leading scorer at minimum him and the zags have 18 games left 16 in conference one guaranteed conference tournament game and one guaranteed ncaa tournament game that's just the minimum so over the next 18 games drew has to average 18 and a half points and he'll reach the all-time scoring mark now assuming they play two 
WCC conference tournament games, and let's say, you know, they play four March Madness games and get to the Elite Eight, that'd be 24 more games. Jesus, that's a lot of games. Um, wow. In which Drew would only have to average 14 points per game through those 24 games to break the all-time scoring record. So either way, great stuff. Um, Drew's clearly one of the all-time greatest college hoopers to ever play, and, you know, it's looking like knock on wood, but, you know, could be in store for some historic stuff. So uh, I know I said I wasn't talking to Drew when I said any of that, but I'm staring right at him. So Drew, shout out to you, man. That's some dope <laughs> Thanks, shit. Man. And, uh, and don't 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 jinx me. I don't need that bullshit where you're like, <laughs> oh, he's gonna get it, and then watch just like something just weird happen. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Let's not even go there. We don't need none of that energy. No, we're not here. going. We just go, we just yeah. go and play. And yeah, if it happens, playing. it happens. If it doesn't happen, no, it doesn't happen. That, that's how we roll here. That's why I wanted to specifically point it out to just the listeners and act like you weren't staring at me through the screen because I just wanted to point out the numbers so people had an understanding mm. of like what it's going to take. Like nothing, nothing more. Like if you don't get it, you don't get it. Not the end of the world. You know, I'm going to be an NBA player, have potential to, you know, win an NCAA tournament this year. Like, it ain't the fucking end of the world. You've had a pretty good college career thus far, I would say. So, But it would be cool. So let's wrap up right there. We're going to go to a quick break, though. But when we come back, we have fifth overall draft pick from the 2021 draft, former five-star recruit, former four-star football player, and Gonzaga Bulldog, uh, Orlando Magic point guard, Jalen Suggs, joining us right when we come back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. All right, and we're back here on episode nine of the Gimme Timmy podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Gimme Timmy Pod for video highlights of every episode. Now let's welcome in the man himself, Orlando Magic star point guard, Jalen Suggs. Jalen, what's good, bro? Thanks for hopping on the pod, man. We appreciate it. My dog was popping. 
Oh, uh, you know, man, just on that mid-season grind, the Fuey special. <laughs> uh, conference play starting up. I'm already knowing what's going on. Uh, yeah, man. So, you know, kind of just breaking it in, you know, boosting your ego a little bit. I got some impressive stats here on my computer. <laughs> Three straight state titles. Could have had four. 2,945 points. That's 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 not too bad, you know. Not bad, not shabby. <laughs> Four-star quarterback. Probably should have been a five-star, but I mean, you can't be a five-star in both. I guess they didn't. No one wanted to see that happen. Uh, I'm not from Texas, <laughs> so they didn't really want to throw me the five-star. I would have given you a fifth star because I'm from. You know, I got that high school Texas recruiting down. My you know. Dog. <laughs> <dog>. <laughs> but uh, you man, you've done pretty much everything. You came to Gonzaga and tore it up. I mean, I feel like everything that you've done is just kind of just worked out. And obviously, like it's a credit to you and your family for just like knowing what's best for you and how to like advocate for yourself. But uh, at what point did you did you realize that Gonzaga was the best place and it was worth giving up football for? Yeah. Um, part of the reason why it was so high was because it wasn't a football team. Like, I knew there would be no distractions if I went somewhere else, like literally anywhere else that was, you know, on my offers. Uh, I would have been in the fall practices uh, and I would have been playing and then I wouldn't even have came to the court realistically. So uh, that was definitely <laughs> definitely a big reason why uh, why was so high up there. Um, but then when I took my first visit, like it really secured it for me. Like, I didn't take any other visits besides Gonzaga. I came out junior year. Uh, when y'all played BYU, um, and I was so, like, the crowd, the environment, the way they were playing, um, you know, just even the area, like, it reminded me a lot of home, and I couldn't, I had no, like, negatives coming back from that visit, um, and then I think from that point on, uh, I was really ready to just kind of get down there. I came again my senior year to see y'all on, uh, on craziness, and, um, yeah, I think, you know, from that point on, it was, I was locked in. Wait, you... You purposely picked a school that didn't have a football team because you, you think you wouldn't have been able to stay away? Oh, absolutely. It was a large part of it. We went and played football in the, uh, <laughs> right outside of McCarthy. Uh, receiver one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> cooking, uh, Drew was cooking kill all night. Um, yeah. but Wrong yeah, football I, for him. He thought it was oh, some soccer. Right, right. Because of his feet. <laughs> uh, nah, but definitely. Like, there's there's no, no doubt in my mind if I was anywhere else, like, I would have been there. I would have tried it out. And, you know, I believe wholeheartedly I would have been, you know, I would have fit in perfect and been good. And uh, then there would have been no way you would have dragged me from the football. But out of That's curiosity, like, what? why not just go play football then? Like, if you, like, think you um, liked it that much. Basketball presented a real, like, real rare opportunity. Um, you know, before I even made my decision, like, me and my dad talked about, uh, sat down and talked about it for a while, just, like, the pros and cons and kind of what the timeline would look like and, like, I still love basketball, so I was okay with it. Um, but, like, I had the opportunity to, in two years, go from being a high school senior to the first millionaire in the family, or one of the first millionaires in the family, uh, especially for my immediate family, and uh, take care of them, put my mom in retirement, to put my grandmas in retirement, and, uh, and really just live a life, you know, that all of us have kind of dreamed of and, you know, you see on TV, movies, and, you know, through friends and things like that. But, you know, I had a chance to provide that, so... You know, there was no way I could really pass it up. What a great man. That's not surprising to me, but just <laughs> I want the viewers to know, man. Yeah, what a great guy. That's um, a great guy right here. You did mention something, though, about, like, playing in front of the fans at the McCarthy Center. And you won three straight state championships um, in high school, and then COVID shut down your senior year. And then you you were just in the middle of that recruiting class where your senior year shit got shut down, and then your freshman year of college. 
like you played a whole season in a pandemic with no fans. You never, you never, you don't even know what it's like to sit on a college bench, like next to your teammate. Like you were fucking six yeah. feet away from them, all you know, right. all that weird shit played in the final four and championship with minimal fans. But like, what was all of that like for you? Like, like, what are your thoughts during those times? And then like, what are your thoughts now? Like being two years out of it? Um, it was definitely tough. Uh, I think especially like senior year, um, you know, one, you always want to end your senior year out the right way, you know, with uh, whether it's with prom, with ending the basketball season, like state championship, you know, finishing off the four peak all the way throughout high school. Um, you know, just having family and friends around, you know, enjoying uh, the last year, your last year of high school with you, you know, because I think that's, that's really the last time, you know, plus college that you just don't have many responsibilities. You know, you get to just be a kid, kick back, have fun, you know, play your sport, um, you know, kind of do whatever you want to. Um, and that we missed out on all that, you know what I'm saying? Like the last, last three months of school, we're all on my computer, uh, at home, you know, it wasn't moving around, really started gaming. My clock went backwards. I'm waking up at like 5 PM and I'm up until like 9 AM. So like everything was just flipped upside down. Um, and then having to transition into college like that, uh, I think definitely really threw it off. You know, I, my family had COVID, um, and then I had COVID, so I got to campus later than everybody. So, you know, I'm trying to come in like a month and a half later, uh, trying to kind of fill in time, fill in space. Everybody's already gotten comfortable. Just play with each other in the warehouse, uh, you know, have their own, you know, everybody has stories and everything that they already made, you know, and I'm coming in late. So I think just trying to find my way with everybody was the hardest part. But, I mean, Kobe with, Kobe with these, Kobe season with these guys was blessed. Uh, we were just together all the time, uh, you know, day, down there all day. Uh, you know, from the practice <laughs> chilling in the dorm in somebody's house. Like, uh, so it definitely made it a lot easier, you know, be, being the group that we have. Yeah, man. Just talking about, obviously, your Gonzaga experience. I mean, that was probably one of the best teams that, like, I've ever played on. I mean, Corey and I talked about it last week. I know we've talked about that before. But just kind of just how was that Gonzaga experience, even though you were only there for one season, just the family, the like, just how was that for you? It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like, um, like I said, coming in, like it's funny. I joked with Corey about it, but like I didn't, I didn't like Corey at first because Corey was <laughs> he was mad, mean, and he wasn't talking to me very much. He was trying to like feel out how I was coming in, and I was like cool with the re- with everybody else. But me and Corey hadn't really had many interactions before that. Um, so for like the first three, four weeks, pretty much, we were trying to feel each other out and you know kind of see how we fit in with each other and. Then, kind of once the season started and like we knew we were roommates and everything like and we were we were blessed and I think everything from that point on was, was perfect you know we were hooping what was his beef with you what was his like it, was, it wasn't it wasn't even a beef <laughs> but I could tell that like he was trying to see how I was gonna come in like if I was gonna be that that five star that just didn't care <laughs> was gonna be on my own time shoot whatever I want uh right. and all that but I wanted to come in and, and learn from everybody else you know I was you know I was a little shy to me coming in so um you know, I think we kind of we ended up bonding over it because that's right. It's the but. same thing that we talked about last week. How like when I was, I was just being me goofing off and messing around, but playing like he just had his like a vision of how things are supposed to be yeah, done. And absolutely. I think I think me like coming in before Jalen, like it just like was a taste <laughs> that things can be done in a different way. Because I would say like like Jalen has a switch, like this competitive fire in the switch. It's like perfect example. The Iowa game, it's like oh shit get junior the ball and everyone get the <laughs> out of his way like but he's really like goofy and chilling like and messing around like i am too he's like so i think just like Corey's just not used to like people like you know at first like 
they can do that because he he doesn't operate like that. So he, he yeah. just has to get used to it. Yeah, and he, and he was a vet on that team, so you know, kind of what he said went. But nah, we we definitely made it a good time. <laughs> uh, we definitely made it a good time. Yeah. That's funny. way too uh, way too good of a time, I'd say. Uh, but, but nah, that that hoop team though in itself, like definitely some of the best basketball that even to this day that I played. Like the way that we were clicking and just like no felt untouchable. Like nobody could could be on the court with us. Like. Drew could be having an off night. Corey hits 10 threes. I'm hitting threes. Joel goes for 27 one night. Like, uh, Drew scores 30. Like, it was just every night somebody else was just doing something crazy. And uh, at the same time, we're just having fun with it. Like, we're talking smack. We're laughing, joking. The other team is dead serious. You know, we're messing around. It's <laughs> <laughs> still up by 30. So, like, yeah, it was, it, it was great basketball. Like, great times, great memories, all that. Like, I wish I could do it again in a regular – like in a regular environment so bad just to like yeah. feel the because we would I think we would have had the kind of crazy because like the, the the way we were playing and things we were doing it would have been nuts it was like a two it's like a video game bro I mean you were playing football in the floor in warm-ups right. just like, <laughs> we were, they were running like one-on-one like routes and stuff <laughs> But I was I was very happy like when you got to come back. What was that last year and like be yeah. in the kennel and experience yeah. that? Like I thought that was super cool for you to kind of just like get that feeling and the love because you never really got to experience that. Corey and Drew were were talking about last week like what made you guys click and be thirty two and zero and just like obviously you just said too like about how much time you guys spent together. But like on the court though, what was it? Was it just like you guys were so superior talent wise, or was there anything else that you think? And the off-court stuff, like with you guys just bonding so well that it bled onto the court that nicely. But what else was there in, in from your lens um, that made you guys just click that well, you know, for 32 straight games? I think it, it like, definitely the talent was there, you know, absolutely. You know, when you look at, you know, myself, Andrew, Corey, Joel, like, Drew, Anton, like, I think everybody just meshed together, you know. We were all selfless. Nobody cared who scored. Nobody cared who had the big night because – you know, one of our big nights was coming regardless. So um, I think from that stand, we, we got a real sense of that early. And then we were all super competitive. Like, none of us wanted to lose. You know, there would be times when, like, the Pacific game, when, you know, we traveled a day to game, we tried to do something a little different. We start off mad slow and fuse in our ass at halftime. And, like, we come out and then we just blow them out. And, like, we, we hoop, you know, and we have our own conversations. Like, we, don't, we didn't really need the – coaching staff that year to kind of get us going or to get us motivated like it was all internal like you know if the BYU games uh, we got we got personal beef for BYU like we want to beat them by 40 because they think they're good and I think that's that's how we all field off each other and we held each other accountable and once we got on the court like it was it was over and we could have a good time doing it so everybody felt comfortable you know kind of giving it their all that's what I think I, yeah, I think like we were all alphas. Like, if I wasn't if I wasn't doing my shit right, like you would come over and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then like vice versa, I could come to you and be like, "Bro, you serious?" Yeah. Like, we just had that nice flow, and like all of us had that like edge where we could all just take over in a given moment and push each other. Because like if I wasn't doing what I'm supposed to do, I I knew you were, and I was like, "Well, shit, I can't let him outdo me." We always just had this <laughs> internal competition going with everyone, yeah. which was which was fun. Yeah, especially I feel bad for you, man, that you didn't get to experience like any sort of like real college basketball environments, like all the places that you traveled. And then, you know, obviously making the final four in the national championship game and you had like 10 percent of the arena filled 
and you hit one of the best shots ever and like barely <laughs> anybody was there to see that shit dude i know um, uh, the, the picture of that with the with the cardboard because it was fans there that like it was a decent and it got pretty loud when you went on runs but like the picture of it with just the cardboard uh, fans there and i was got my arms <laughs> i looked so weak <laughs> right it looks so weak what do you remember about that shot in that game in specific like you pull up from 35 feet and you just <laughs> i mean then you get on the table you have your d-wade moment like just i mean how do you look back on that? But what do you remember? Like, take us through a little bit of that feeling, like, if you can. Uh, that, like, outside of my senior year section championship football game, like, that was the greatest sports game I've ever been a part of. Like, it was back and forth. Everybody was locked in. Like, we were making great plays. They were making great plays. Like, nobody could separate from each other. Um, and it, it brought out the best in everybody. And, like, it was just some, something was going to happen. Some crazy was going to have to happen to end that game because we, we were playing too well. Like, that, I, I wholeheartedly believe that game damn near could have went to, like, three, four overtimes because n- neither one of us were really making mistakes or, like, going to lose the game. You know, it was going to have to be taken. And uh, I just remember uh, I remember getting the, getting the block, throwing it to Drew, and he dunked. And like I just screamed, I screamed like I just thought that was it. I ain't gonna lie, I thought, no I thought that was it. <laughs> no cat, no cat. Like the momentum, though, it felt like the momentum just swung crazy. And then Jaime comes down, knock down a corner three, now they're back down one, and you know it gets close again. And then uh, yeah, he shoots a floater, gets the board, makes it, and uh, and I was like on the wing area, I was behind, I was behind the play. So as soon as I saw it go through the net, you know, Corey went and got it quick. I just wanted to get out before few called uh few called a timeout. Like the situation, like scoring in that situation, like when the defense is set and everything is so much harder. That don't happen. So uh so yeah, so when I looped, I was like, man, let me get as far as I can and, and put it up. But like I shot it for real. Like it felt good. And like so I'm <laughs> drifting looking at it like, damn, damn. And it was dead, I it was dead silent. Like Somebody could have dropped something from the top of the arena on the ground and you would have heard it. Like, I swear it was silent and you could hear it go off the back or tum, tum, uh, and then I don't know. My first instinct was just go jump on the table because uh, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't I didn't want everybody to jump on me. And then I fought and now I'm at the bottom of the pile. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah. I got on the table. <laughs> Dude, I remember the first thing I said to you, like after we calmed down was like, Thank God you made that shot because I could not have played another fucking overtime. Yeah, bro. <laughs> we're so, all bro, we're tired, that, all in foul trouble. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> bro, in the locker room after like that adrenaline wore off, we're all there just like some fucking like tired uh, dogs in the summer. Just tongues are like, holy cow. crap. There's no way that was just like, <laughs> dog, <laughs> like for real. What a comparison. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. Not to make it somber because of how the next game went but i i am curious and i know zag fans listening are probably curious about your perspective on like looking back like what maybe went wrong in that game like you played very well you had 22 points 8 of 15 from the field but like what do you think like kind of went wrong what do you remember about that game like such a high against ucla you just need one more game to get it done um and you Mm -hmm. fall short but like what you know how does that kind of sit with you now what do you feel about it during the moment take us take us kind of through that um i mean looking back on it like, I wish we would have spent some more time kind of going over their stuff. Cause I remember, I think it was before, I think it was before the final four game. And we, we were kind of going over like some Baylor scout. Uh, we did a little bit of Baylor and then we did a little bit of Houston. And um, like, we were going over the Baylor scout for like 15 minutes. And like, it, it, just, it just didn't feel right. Like, we weren't executing it well in practice. And like, it just felt off. And then, you know, we kind of switched in, you know, we locked in on UCLA. 
Um, you know, but then you, you just have the one day after that, you know, to kind of lock in, get right. And before you got to go back into the game, you know, we were just on such a high, and, um, you know, things were just feeling so up and we were so emotional the day before. Um, and I know I didn't go to sleep till like three that night because we didn't get back until like one. Um, so it's just crazy. And I think I think a lot of people, our minds were just kind of all over the place. Uh, I wish we could have locked in on the scout more executed some things a bit better, uh, you know, getting ready for it. But I think when we were out there, like, you could tell early, you know, when they when they got the all the boards in the paint, uh, I think like five boards in the possession, you know, we were just kind of chasing after that. You know, we were never dictating how the game was going. And, uh, yeah, I, I still don't – I still ain't watched the game yet. I don't think I will be able to watch that game, not for a long never time. Will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a tough one. Um just because I we we're definitely we're talented enough to win it. We're a good enough team to win it, and um, you know I think they they just came out. They were hot. I, they didn't miss early, yeah. and um, you know then we played well in the second half uh, in the end of the first quarter. But we couldn't. We could. We could never could make up from you know that early run that they went on. So. Yeah, t- tough times that was. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> changing the changing the mood again because that's just not fun to talk about. I'm uh, sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you and Coach have a, a great relationship. Obviously, I think that's pretty well documented. Uh, why don't you give us your best and worst moments with him? A uh, few. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be good. Mm. Uh, um, I think one of the one of the best moments was. Uh, was when he let me come stay at his house and I had COVID early. And, uh, and like, I was, he shut off the whole basement for me. You know, uh, he made sure I had, had all the food I needed. Uh, I still got to work out. I got to ride a bike and, you know, kind of run outside and things like that. Um, but, like, I think we got really close to him. Like, me and me and few were already really cool, but, like, and we were there for a week. So, you know, we, he'd kind of come, we'd talk at the steps, so he'd come downstairs, check on me. Uh, but like, I think that's really what made our relationship so close. You know, after he did that, like, you know, he treated me like his family, he brought me to his home while I had COVID, you know, and made sure I had everything I needed. So I had to go into the, to the bogus COVID dorms. Like there was no way I was stuck <laughs> in there. <laughs> so you know, I was over there really living for real. Uh, Marcy's cooking. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I was chilling. Uh, my worst, worst coach field memory. Um, Oh man, I don't even. I got know a good one while you think. What you remember? Uh, at home we were playing Santa Clara, and it was a pretty close game. And me and you were just like going off at the ref, and, and you know everything's just not going well. And, yeah. And 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 few, you know, he start when he gets really mad, his face gets really red. <laughs> and he starts foaming a little bit. <laughs> and, and like. <laughs> and, 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 and something happened, and we're both on the bench, and, you know, we're sitting, like, we sat next to each other, and we were right by coach. I know and what you're talking about. And he's, and he's holding, like, about. his clipboard, and we yell at the ref <laughs> together, and he throws it on the ground, and he's like, how about you two just shut the fuck up? <laughs> and we just look at each other like, did Brett really just do this? Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. We we were always on some BS on the bench. We were always cracking jokes. Uh, no, I think I think my worst one was the uh, what's it called game. Uh, North was it Northwestern State? Who is the who is the team when the dude did the stash? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and uh, and the fr- in the first game he was just mad tight. He was pissed. 
And like I did I didn't really do much in the first half. Like uh I think I had two fouls and he was just barking and locking and uh you know, really just he was just on my ass and I was pissed at him. Like I was not messing with you. Like Shoot even the rest of the game. Oh my god. Like <laughs> the the rest of the game, I was I was completely zoned out. Like we we're we we're in timeouts, he could tell I was pissed at him. Uh, you know, and after the game, we ended up making up whatever. But he was just – he was so tight. Like, and that was really the first time that we kind of got into it like that. Because now I was not vibing with Fury that day. <laughs> hey, everyone, everyone's not vibing with him every day. I've, <laughs> I've had more than my fair share of days. <laughs> All right, man, last yeah. question for this segment. Outside of the Final Four buzzer beater, uh, what was your favorite moment from that tournament run that we had? Um, I think, oh my goodness, there was a lot. Uh, I'm going to say two. I think one of them was that, uh, was the Oklahoma game, you know, and just like really the whole game and especially at the end, like when I got the fast break and, uh, you know, then Duke came from behind, kind of swiped down, uh, type trip, tackled me, whatever. Uh, and I think this, all, all y'all was there and had my back talking we, that mess. We were locked uh, in. Yeah, right we were on that. And that was like really the first time that we had that, that something like that kind of happened. And like, I don't know, like it's just a perfect summary for our team, man. Like just the way everybody was right there, ready to go. Like, uh, you know, didn't matter what happened. Like, uh, you know, I think that, that was a good, that was a good moment. And then I think just like the way, uh, the way we played in the USC game and then just chilling after the USC game, like, uh, we we were chopping and we all get together and just kind of hang out and uh, you know spend that night together. Like uh, it, it just felt it felt normal. It felt fun. Like we, we're in a bubble. We're in a week bubble in Indiana in a hotel on one floor and uh, <laughs> and we're bowling in the we're bowling in the uh, the hallway and shit. We're bowling in the hallway, uh, watching games in the other room and uh, man, it was just a good time. So I think that those are my two favorites. I like both of those. Those are good. Um, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to dive into Jalen's early NBA career and just kind of how things have been going for him. Uh, so don't go anywhere when we come back. That's all coming up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From football playoffs to basketball madness, 
TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. All right, welcome back into episode nine of the Gimme Timmy podcast with Drew Timmy and Noah Bono and our guest Jalen Suggs. Jalen, let's let's get right into just some of your NBA stuff. Um, there's not a lot of Gonzaga guys that have been one and done type of dudes, other than uh, Chet Holmgren and Zach Collins. But before Chet, um, it was just Zach Collins, and and then obviously you did it after Zach. Then Chet did it last year. Did you know you were going to be a one and done kind of guy during your one year at Gonzaga, like? Was it solidified when you got there? Like, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, it, it, was, it was. It was definitely, uh, you know, definitely something that uh, I was pretty already confident in. Um, you know, again, that that's part of the reason why I chose this path because I knew that I had that opportunity, you know, to go to school for eight months, you know, and and then go on to the NBA, you know, kind of do what I do and you know see where life goes from there. But uh, I think coming into it though, I still like was a bit nervous on it, you know, still knowing that I had to hoop, you know, and I had to chop all year long. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a cook early and be fine. It wasn't a wait until later. And, you know, I'll be good. Like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to solidify myself on top of that, on top of that draft list, you know, cause again, that that's just, that's not something you can do twice. You know, you get drafted, you get drafted and it's done. So, uh, you know, definitely something that I was, I was aiming for to start the year. And then soon, as soon as the, right after the Kansas game, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're about to do this. <laughs> I got a couple months left. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good just kind of like, oh, all right, he's here, he's him. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, that, much that more to say. Uh, that shit was fun. Um, <laughs> you obviously got drafted fifth overall to the Magic, but, like, before you got drafted, did you think you were maybe going to end up somewhere else? Um, like, were there other things being said to you prior to those first first five picks maybe days before like moments before you know those first five picks get called out like you thought you would end up somewhere else um I just knew it was it was either Toronto you know or kind of Orlando really wasn't even in the fold and then it was uh OKC at six like those those were the two that uh you know that where I was kind of talking about my agent uh you know probably the likely landing destinations and then uh like, I mean, for me, drafting is pretty crazy because I woke up and, uh, you know, my agent called. He said, you know, people are trying to move around and trade for picks and whatnot. So I had to do like, I got to do like four, like four interviews through Zoom on drive day in the morning. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was pretty hectic. But um, like going, like heading in when the draft started, you know, I knew that uh, I knew that it was either four or, uh, you know, or six, seven, eight, you know, one of those teams, I think it was a. Uh, I think it was OKC, Golden State, and then somebody else that I came in was at eight. But, like, those, those are the spots that he was saying. And then, uh, you know, he told me that Toronto was taking Scotty. Uh, you know, was super happy for him. Uh, you know, bless. He's done great over there. Uh, you know, obviously winning Rookie of the Year and things like that. So, um, but then, well, once he told me that, um, you know, I was just kind of sitting and waiting. And uh, about three minutes left on the clock, he told me that Orlando was going to take me uh, and to get ready. So, you know, it was nice. I kind of had a moment to myself to – be able to process it and you know kind of take it all in before uh, you know before the cameras came and before they called me and everything. So, uh, but yeah, that, that was a night I'll never forget. You know, being there with my family and you know kind of finally getting that you know that sigh of relief. You know that I'm here. Uh, you know everything that we sacrificed 
you know, paid off to get here. Uh, you know, it, it was really, uh, it was really a great night. Yeah, man. I just like, I could just see it, like how much pressure and weight you had on your shoulders just with the, just the pressure of being Jalen Suggs. I mean, that's a tough job and not an easy position. I think it's underrated about just you and your character, but, uh, Anything that has surprised you early on about the NBA during your first year, like, you know, maybe like a welcome to the NBA moment or like, oh, shit, I'm really here. Like, we need to hear about that. I'll give you both. I got, I think like I have one of the funnier welcome to the NBA moments. But like, uh, I think just the most surprising part early, like last year was like just to travel, how like how quick things came, like a couple weeks after the draft going to summer league, a couple weeks after summer league, you know, starting up because things were kind of still accelerated because of COVID. Um, so yeah, that that everything came really quick, and you know, days and you know, weeks, months were really gelling together. The only reason I knew what day it was because it was during football season, so I was chilling on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I woke up to the NBA moment. Uh, we're playing the Nets at home. Uh, I think it's around like our tenth game in, and um, you know, KD is playing. Kyrie wasn't playing at the time, but KD and James are playing. James is still there, and uh, so KD gets a he's cooking, uh, and he gets a foul. And uh, so they're getting ready to take the ball over the side, and I walk past them, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, damn, KD, you get you get shit like that, like you know, that, them the superstar calls they're talking about. He looked at me and laughed. He said, "I'm God, Rook," and he just turned around <laughs> and got ready for the ball to come in. And I like looked at him, and I was just started cracking up on the court. So I had never heard them like that. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Like, we, we had already, but we talked at the beginning of the game at the free throw line, and like so, like we were chilling. But he said that I was like, damn. And then he proceeded. He proceeded to go have thirty on ten of eleven from the field. Uh, I, I didn't see him sweat all game. So uh, yeah, that was a that was a hell of a that was a hell of a start to kind of my first game with one of those one of those guys. He's not wrong. I mean, he basically is basketball Jesus. Yeah, like he said that to it's you insane. and was being dead ass. Like he he meant no no. He didn't crack a smile. He he had the straightest face on it. Oh my, it was nuts. It was so crazy. Um, as for your, your you know, your own kind of NBA career right now, like you've been dealing with a lot of injuries. You, you know, your rookie year, you only played 48 games. You had that fractured right thumb this year. Or then you had the ankle surgery last this past summer, right? And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, you've missed more games right now. I think you had the knee sprain. I'm not, I, I guess right now it's your ankle, though. There's just been a lot of things kind of going on for you, like these first two years to kind of just get over that hurdle stay healthy and, you know, really find a rhythm for yourself within the magic and then, um, you know, move on from there. But how are you feeling mentally? How have you been kind of just rehabbing? Like what's, what's kind of like your current status? When can people expect to see you back out on the floor? Yeah, it's been, it's been frustrating, uh, especially because, you know, I've never really, I've never really missed long periods of time like that. Like, you know, I've had little nicks and bruises and, you know, things like growing up, you know, but like elementary school, middle school, high school, college, like I didn't miss a bunch of time. And then, so it, it was weird getting here and, you know, I, it was hard to find footing. Like, you know, you play 15 games and you get hurt, uh, you know, for a couple of games, you're back and then you're out for a month and a half. You know, you think you come back, you're ready, you know, and then the ankle is bothering, you know, bothering you for a month. Uh, and then, you know, finally, uh, you know, end of season physical comes, you know, after you've been sacked the last couple because it's been hurting, you know, and then now there's a fracture in it. Like, it's just like things just kept piling up on top of each other, you know what I'm saying? And then I have surgery and I miss a lot of the off season, you know, but rehabbing that was good and, you know, come back, I'm ready to go and then roll my ankle early and then 
uh, hyperextend my knee early. And it's just like, I haven't caught a break yet. You know, I like, I haven't really just got to sit and string games together and really, really get my rhythm in. Um, so yeah, it's been frustrating, but you know, I think last year was really hard, you know, on my mental on it. Uh, you know, a lot of dark days, um, you know, I really had to lean on my family, uh, you know, because I was you know, just not in a good spot, you know, because you never want to enter, you know, your first year in the league and, you know, you know, I know kind of how talented I am and, you know, what I can bring and, you know, not being able to show that, uh, you know, not playing as well as I want to, um, things like that. Uh, for the first time, really, uh, you know, it was just all foreign to me. So, um, yeah, definitely was, definitely was a difficult year last year. But, you know, this year I felt great. I felt confident. Like, you know, even though I've gotten hurt, I think, like, the rehab process has been great. And, you know, I've gotten better. And, uh, you know, the times I've been on the court, I've played well this year. So, um, ready, ready to get back, you know, soon. Uh, I've been practicing. I've been playing once. Uh, you know, hopefully Thursday, Thursday's the day I'm back out there, uh, you know, going to watch, watch the team tomorrow and, uh, you know, hopefully you know, the second, second day of the back-to-back, you know, against Memphis. Uh, you know, Hell yeah, you've been playing but, good. You hit the most Jalen shot I've ever seen. What was that, against the Warriors? So, you hit that game winner <laughs> where you just totally dive bomb into his chest and step back and just hit a three. Come on, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even surprised you made that just because I've seen you do just I call it bullshit, but I guess you do it so much <laughs> that it's a part of your bag. <laughs> like you just make like crazy winning plays. So like I know I'm super excited to see you just back and just being you again, just because you are yeah. such a tough sob man. And then like Appreciate you know, just your Magic team in general. Like you guys are all young. You guys are all real talented. You have a literally so many guys on that team were lottery picks at one point. You guys are the fourth youngest team in the NBA. You had that nice little six-game winning streak in December. Obviously, you were you were out for it. But just, like, talk about this group in particular, the potential moving forward, like what people don't see on an everyday basis because they're not in the locker room, you know, that you get to see. Yeah, um, like, just, just an amazing group, you know. And, like, I think when I was getting ready to, like, pre-draft and everything, like, just people were saying, like, just NBA, NBA teams and locker rooms are different. Like, you know, these are grown men now with families, to feed, you know, their own life's going on. Like, you know, they'll have a guy like me coming in at 20, you know, a couple guys at 30, 26, just all at different stages in their life, you know what I'm saying? Where it's different college where everybody's kind of coming in together, you know, you either two or three years difference, you know, everybody's just going through the, and just going through the same thing. So, um, so I, that's what makes, you know, college locker rooms closer and, uh, and, you know, things like that. But I did see, like, we're so young and, I think like from day one, we all clicked and we, we have a great time. Like, I don't think anything will ever touch, you know, our Gonzaga team, but like, I think this is pretty much as close as possible. You know, we all laugh, joke, have a great time, want to see each other win, don't matter who goes off on what night. Um, you know, so there's a lot of potential there. And, you know, the talent is there. We've shown it, we've won, you know, we're three games out of the playing game. like. The, the, the standards have been set and we've met them and we've showed them. So now it's just how do we get that to a consistent level? You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I think that's just uh, becoming more professional, locking in on details more um, and things like and holding each other accountable more. Uh, but I think, you know, the sky's the limit for us. I think we have, we have everything we need you know, on our team. We just have to stay healthy, you know, and keep everybody on the court. You know, right. that's kind of been the thing that's, that's derailed us. Yeah. You know, I mentioned those lottery picks. Um, and just all the young pieces that you guys have. What like as you get start to get healthy, and find your rhythm, find your groove. Like what type of player for the Magic, you know, do you think you personally need to be moving forward, and then ultimately continue growing into, you know, for this Magic team to hopefully in the coming years become a championship contending team. 
um, as you and the rest of the young guys continue to develop together? Uh, I think just, you know, continue being the person and the player I've been, you know, my whole life, uh, you know, confident, uh, you know, competitive, uh, you know, fiery, a leader, like, uh, you know, just all things that, you know, kind of faded just because you know, I missed time. And so it kind of, it knocked, it knocked the confidence a little bit. Um, you know, it was just different setting. I never really got adjusted to it, uh, you know, that first year. But, you know, now I think when my feet settled in, um, you know, I'm really just ready to, you know, I'm ready to take it all the way. Like, I, I, there's really no more, no more hesitation. There's no more, you know, nervousness or nothing. Like, now nah, I just want to hoop. I want to chop and I want to win. Uh, you know, and I think that's the same thing I came into school with, into college with, um, you know, and just adapted to each and every game. You know, some nice Drew's going off. I just sit and throw high load of Drew all night. Yeah, get my assist up, number. Uh, get my assist up. What's up, brother? <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, the, and then playing defense, like, you know, really, really whatever needed. You know, there was games where I scored and, uh, you know, and that's what we needed. But you know, I think I think that's just what makes me unique, you know, is that whatever situation, you know, calls for that night, you know, and it changes on a nightly basis. Uh, you know, I can adapt to it and do it at a high level. So um, I think just getting back to that is the biggest thing. And, you know, I felt really confident in that, you know, this season so far. So, uh, and then I think, yeah, again, just for all of us, just locking in on the details. Like, we, we, we've got all the big picture things covered, and now it's doing the small things, you know, on a consistent level. And, you know, we'll, we'll be able to accomplish all the things that, you know, we talk about every day uh, that we set out for at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and then also, you know, uh, I just want to kind of know about the adjustment you've had to go through just, you know, because in high school you won everything. We won a lot at Gonzaga. And then you kind of go into a team that's obviously rebuilding and y'all are on the up and up. I mean, you've had these winning streaks and just you're, you're getting things going. But how, how much of an adjustment was that to you? Just because I know how much of a competitor you are just kind of dealing with that. Because, I mean, that has to affect your mental a little bit as well. Very different. So <laughs> terrible. It's so terrible. And – uh like, it's hard because you want to be upset about it, and I wanted to be upset about it so bad. Like, the games would eat at me. I'd, I'd be pissed after the game, on the flight, to the, to the next state, at the hotel, damn near until I'm waking up. And I'm still pissed waking up, you know, and I'm not just I'm forcing them aggressive. I want to go get back for the last game. I want to get things going, you know, because, I mean, last year we were on crazy losing streak. I think it was, like, up to 13, 14 in a row. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I hadn't lost that many games my senior year and freshman year in college combined. Like, so it, it was hard. And I think the biggest adjustment was just like, I don't know, people were saying, like, you know, you can't be mad at it. You got to let it go uh, and things like that. And, you know, I, I didn't listen. I didn't hear it. Like, I, I'm not I'm not ever going to accept losing. But I think you just have to look at it in a different light. Like, how, how, how are we improving as a team in it? How am I improving in it? And um, I think when you start to look at those things slowly but surely, you see the you see the ties start to change. You know, and the winds start to roll in, and you know you, you feel things being better. You know, I think you can lose and you can lose in a good way because you're improving it. Um, I think we were doing that, especially towards the end of the season last year, and you know even the ones this year. We we've lost a lot of tough ones and close ones uh, with guys out. You know, different lineups and things like that. So. You know, sometimes you just got to take it with a grain of salt, you know, and kind of accept the situation for what it is. But, uh, you know, definitely, you know, something we're turning around that we all feel confident that it's going to turn around quick and uh, that we're all ready to change. Cause I know I'm, I'm ready to get back to winning, man. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. You guys just feel like a young OKC squad, like when they had Harden, Westbrook, KD. I don't know if that's where it'll get to, but, like, there's just so many, you know, you got you, Paulo, Bull Bull, Franz Wagner, or Wagner, I think I said it wrong. Um, 
Cole Anthony, like there's just so many young dudes on that team. Like it, it could yeah. be any one of you any night, but like, I don't know. It's just, it, it'll be like fun for like people on the outside to watch, but then for you to kind of be a part of and then be at the forefront of it. Cause obviously as a top five pick, like you're brought in to, you know, turn the franchise around. Apollo is yeah. number one, like probably going to lean on you two the most. And then Markel and you have some vets like, you know, Markel and Terrence Ross, like, it could it, like the the league is just so competitive now, you know. Like every yeah, night, absolutely. you guys are going and playing some some team that's got three guys that could be legitimate all stars. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. got to be tough from that from that angle. Yeah, definitely. Um, there, there's no, there's not many nights you can take off, you know. And even when you play those, you know, those superstar teams, like you know, you think like even like the Lakers coming in, like you know, they're not they haven't had the best record this year. Like they're not playing very well. You know, but all the guys on that team, you know, LeBron, Russ, you know, they've all won at a high level uh, and played at a high level. And you got their role players and, you know, they are fighting for a job, fighting for money, uh, you know, things like that. So, you know, they want to go off, you know, they come into Orlando. You know, again, we haven't, we didn't have the best year last year. We're kind of still looked at the team as, uh, you know, oh, this is a win for us. You know, we're, we're marking this one as a W on the schedule. Um, you know, so we got to come and bring it every night, you know, improve, you know, to, ourselves to you know nba fan base you know and to every team in the league like we're not an easy win you know you gotta you're gonna come in and you're gonna earn this one you know it's gonna be a battle and you're gonna leave bruised up bang uh you know and saying that magic team that young magic team is tough uh so really like trying to establish that you know culture and that feeling you know around the league uh you know it's not easy uh you know because of how talented it is but uh you know it's something that you kind of got to take head on if you don't you know you're kind of going to get washed up real quick yeah, is that kind of the thing, like the main thing that keeps y'all just motivated and hungry is like y'all have so much to prove because I'm you hear around, around the league a lot of the time it's hard to just like keep that edge when with how many games there are and how many just variables that go on all the time. So like is that the main thing is just like you're trying to prove a point and like just gather more respect from not only like your own fan base but just like nationwide and worldwide? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like, you know, we, we talk a lot in our, in our group chat and, uh, you know, we, we've sent a lot of – since a lot of like tweets and you know other players interviews and things like that in there and just like especially last year you know just the disrespect that we were taking you know like you know we aren't all grown men who you know play this game at professional level and have been you know good all our lives like you know like we we all take that personal you know and especially with how close of a team we are like we're we're not going to let anybody talk about ourselves or our brothers like that so um you know definitely something that that has fueled the fire a lot and uh you know when you get out there and you get to play against those guys, then after, you know, the things that they've said and things like that, you know, you did, you, you want to kill them. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you want to go out and, you know, blow them out and, you know, kind of show them like, yeah, eat your words. Like, you know, what, what you said, you thought, but it's not, you know, it's not a fact. You sound like you got some, some hate in your heart towards somebody. You want to, <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want to, you want to address something. <laughs> uh, nah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really have much beef around around the league really yet. Uh, but I know, like, I think just, like, my favorite, just, like, fiery game uh, I definitely was Golden State, you know. And, like, I, I respect everybody on the team. You know, staff, you know, I've, you know, been good good with staff since I've been doing high school. I went to his camps uh, junior, senior year uh, or sophomore, junior year. Um, you know, got to spend time with him, be around him and things like that. Uh, you know, Draymond, I respect everything he does and the way that, you know, he approaches the game, things like that. Uh, you know, he just talks a lot of smack. And uh, <laughs> I, li- I like to talk a lot of smack, too, if, if you're going to bring yeah, that my do. way. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> and so yeah, it was a, it was a great competitive game. Like uh, you know that Warriors game. You know, I can't wait. We're we're going back out there here in a couple of days. So um, you know, glad I'm you know be ready for that one. But uh, yeah, just like th- those are those are games I love to play in. You know, when, when we're talking, we're going back and forth. Uh, you know, and you know, you want to kill me, I want to kill you. But there there's a mutual respect. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a level of competitive, uh, competitive nature there. So, um, yeah, I think that that's just one that I get a little amped up for. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you, the Memphis Grizzly guys, like a lot of young guys around the league, just like have a little bit of a, a thing. I mean, they're the champs. I guess you got it. You know, everybody's coming for them. But I think it's yeah. funny that like you, you're saying it too. Kind of how I mean, you're whatever. You're what you're saying is nowhere near what those those guys in Memphis are doing with like all that shit with clay yeah yeah. (laughs) 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 right so i got a weird one for you put you on the spot you got to start one bench one cut one here are your three players paulo bancaro chet holmgren victor wembenyama uh this this is pretty easy to me uh i think uh and this this i hope this don't go viral on twitter for me saying this the the dude is great. One of these players got to get cut. Chet, you're staying with me. Like you know, Chet, Chet, you're rocking with me. Uh, Paulo is staying with me, and I'm cutting. I'm cutting Victor. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna start my boy P just because we rock we rock together. That that's my that's my brother. Uh, and then Chet coming off the bench and we we Chet can't like start. He's hurt. You know, right? So exactly. Like, he can't start. He's ah, hurt. <laughs> great business. Great business. But you you're cutting Vic. You're cutting. You're yeah, cutting. I am. Okay. I am. I like that. He's crazy though. I'm not gonna lie, he's crazy. Yeah. Like the, I don't the, even the, know what bro does that. half the time. <laughs> I mean he's a seven four point he guard. Just, <laughs> he just be out there trying I swear he just be out there trying shit. No cap. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this today. I saw it on like a, <laughs> just saw it. Some kid at the park do it, I'm gonna try it in the game. <laughs> and it worked. Facts. Yeah, but he's been chopping though. He's been chopping. Um Jalen, what what would you say like right now coming back? you know, next couple of years, biggest thing you want to work on, improve upon, um, and just like, you know, sharpen it up completely. That maybe is like a loose bolt right now in your game. Um, you know, I think, I think it would be the, you know, the three point shooting. Um, you know, I think I've shot, I've shot the mid range at a high level this year. Um, you know, and even my three has been, my, my three has been a lot better this year. Um, but I think just getting that, you know, just completely consistent, you know, cause I, I, I shot it well, Started well in AU, started well growing up, started well in high school. Um, you know, I started decent in college, you know, not as good as I wanted to, but, um, you know, definitely started pretty well. I was in the 30s and, uh, you know, just want to get my numbers back up there. You know, being 30s, being able to, cause it just opened so much up for your game. And, uh, you know, I think that was the part last year that, um, you know, that kind of was, you know, up and down and, you know, it was kind of messing with me. Uh, again, because it was foreign. Like, I went through a lot of things last year that was just new to me. And uh, so that's definitely the, I think the main thing, you know, and it's feeling great that I want to, uh, that I want to lock in on it, you know, so people got to respect that at the ultimate level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question for you. Oh, wait, hey, Drew, before you ask him this, what, give, give us, a, give <laughs> listeners a couple things that like you're saying, you know, were so new for you last year that were like maybe fucking you up a little bit. Like, was it on court stuff? Um, it was everything. It was, it was off the court. It was moving into the house. You know, making sure my family's house, they got all moved in, uh, you know, they were all situated, uh, you know, family and friends all trying to come down to Orlando, you know, get out of Minnesota, come down to Orlando. Uh, I got people coming in and out, uh, dealing with injuries, 
you know, thinking, thinking about football, thinking about, you know, did I make the right decision? You know, just really, I think just second guessing a lot of stuff, uh, you know, and not, not being confident in anything, um, you know, and it took, you know, it took me being out and missing and, um, you know, to kind of realize like, you know, th this is rare. Like there, there's a reason this is a professional and everybody's gunning for these spots. Like, you know, people want to get played to play basketball. You know, I think it's one of the best jobs in the world. Um, so, you know, I want to, too. And, uh, you know, I kind of got I felt like I got there to the top. And now, like I said, I could breathe a sigh of relief. Like, huh, I'm here, you know, finally, like, you know, everything worked itself out and I got here and it paid off. But like, you know, that's really when it starts. That's really when things kick in. And, you know, now you do it for a job, get paid. You know, if you don't do the job well, you don't get paid, you know, and, you know, I like this is a lifestyle I like living. You know, I like being able to provide for my family, for my friends and things like that. So you know, it kind of took, you know, me feeling like, damn, I could really lose this, you know, to kind of snap out of it and really, you know, kind of get back to who I am and who I've always been. And you're back. I would say you're back, right? Oh, you're back. Oh, absolutely. He's back. I'm here. I'm 10 toes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I love it. <laughs> so uh, let's say uh, when basketball's over, are you stepping into the CDL world? Oh, I, I've been I've been seeing the numbers you've been putting up lately. You know, I've been keeping up with just your stats every now and then on the on the COD world. So I'm just <laughs> curious as to what what we're doing with that. Drew, you got to tell people what CDL is. <laughs> I'm gonna let Jalen take that one because he's on, aren't you with Optic right now or something? I'm not, not really officially, good. but like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that I, I'd want to I'd want to definitely get it. I'm so sure. fucking lost right now. Are we talking about gamer <laughs> shit? You guys are yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. Call of Duty, absolutely. No, bet, bet. Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Um, yeah, game, game is something I've done for my whole life. Like, play with my pops when I'm four or five years old. They had, like, they're, they're one of, there was a game called Socom on PS2, and they were, like, one of the best clans in the world. I think they were, like, top five. Um, and so I've just always been the best in getting video games, like playing Madden, being in Madden tournaments, um, you know, at the Mall you of America. Madden for bread, bro. I don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's just like that. That's my that's my relaxation. That That's me being able to get away from hoop. Like, you know, I come, I sit in here, you know, play the game, mess around, joke with friends. It's, it's a good way to stay connected with your boys. Like, you know, it's just something I've always done my entire life. So, you know, after I'm done, definitely um, you know, want, <laughs> I want, want to get, get involved with that esports organization uh you know some something like that something to be involved in it just because you know, i'm streaming all that so like that's definitely something that you know, i'm about to slide into i don't know how madden's relaxing for you i i, I don't play madden because this dude likes to audible every play i don't even know how to really <laughs> audible a man i'm like you want to play a game he's like yeah what you want to put on it i'm like he's like what do you think five hundred thousand i'm like dude like, what <laughs> no <laughs> No, I, I don't have that kind of money oh. on a game on asset. Like, I, I I used to be in the dorms that I'd come back from practice. All my classes were in the morning. I right, so I'm done. Go to practice and I'm done for the day. I used to come sit in my dorm and just play Madden all day for money. Play Call of Duty all day. Like just grind. UFC dude in the bubble. I was like, we can oh, run the UFC. God. Like I'm okay at UFC. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm all right. And this dude is just like, Jack <laughs> was like Chan, bro. Minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. But yeah, now nah, video games is like, uh, it's my uh, what's it called? It's like my comfort space. Uh, you know, it's something I've always done. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like always being on. You know, it, I need something to get away. You know, this is my escape. So, 
Yeah, that I'm definitely on that. You could, I'm going to own an esports organization for sure. I mean, I'm all, all Jalen, I want no smoke in video games, but I want smoke in a three-point shootout. <laughs> Is that fair? Always, it's up. It's up. <laughs> I want smoke with you in the three-point shootout, Corey. I don't even need smoke with Drew in there, but I mean, you know why. Uh, <laughs> Drew knows that too. <laughs> I got too many haters out here, bro. It'd be your own people. It'd be your own people. I can't even go hey, on Twitter anymore. I shouted you out right when we got on, on the, right when we got on the pod. I said, "Man, you hit the three ball. You're one for two, fifty percent. Let's fucking go." I shouted you out right away. It was the first thing I did. You did, but it's such a backhand compliment. Now, like, <laughs> oh, right. like the compliment came by and, it, and I weeped it, and then you came right back with it and just back. Yeah, I, sla- yeah, I slapped you in the face with it. I'm sorry. Uh, Man, Jalen, we appreciate <laughs> you coming on. This was awesome. You gave us a, a true banger episode. Just want to thank you for coming on it. And when you start playing and get rolling, man, let's get you back on here and kick us some more, man. This was this was fun. Thank you. I know that we're going to run it back up. Appreciate it, so. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. See you, Jerski. This has been a presentation of the College Athletes Network. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.